Good morning and welcome to the Knowing Jesus Christmas special. We're hopefully doing up to six bonus episodes to celebrate Jesus this year and prepare our hearts for Christmas Day. So without further ado, let's dive into the scripture. Today, we're reading Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say that she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. Well, if you've recently or just listened to the last episode, you'll see this interesting contrast between Mary and Zechariah. At first glance, you could think that they both question the angel. Well, since they do, Zechariah says, how can I be sure this will happen. And Mary says, but how can this happen? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I forget which pastor it was at the Journey West County, but they helped me understand this during a sermon. And there's a difference between prove to me, basically is what Zechariah is saying. Prove to me, I know I can trust what you're saying. How can I know this is going to happen? Versus help me understand how this can possibly happen. Right? So Mary just takes this approach. I don't understand. Like that's, that's, that seems wild because I'm a virgin. Um, I mean, she's, I forget how, what scholars think she is, but she is a teenager. She is a young woman that is going to be pregnant, understands the birds and the bees and realizes that she has to have sex before she can have a baby. <laughs> and so she's like, what the hell is that possible? And so the angel actually explains, Hey, yeah, you're right. By man's way and understanding, this is impossible. Like all the miracles of God, it requires God's ability to do these things. Versus Zechariah, who's like, prove to me, how can I know, how can I put my trust in what you're saying? How can I believe what you're saying? Beyond that, I love, for some reason, I just really love that, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Maybe it's that phrase, the Lord is with you. Um, I don't know how often, I don't feel like that is said very often in the Old Testament. And we, being on the other side of the New Testament, where Jesus has come, the Holy Spirit lives inside of believers, we get an insight into God that many people in the history of God's people haven't had, that the Lord is with us. He dwells inside of us. He is for us and near us, both because he has redeemed us 
and, and removed the chasm that sin created so we can be in relationship with him because of Jesus and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And in no way am I trying to uh, diminish the very painful reality of loneliness and the very true need for relationship with other human beings. But as someone who has experienced that as well and loneliness and pain, I can also often forget that I shouldn't deny and ignore my feelings of loneliness. They're telling me something. They are valid and real. But if I let that be the entire story, if I let that feeling of loneliness say that even God isn't with me or near me, then I'm turning into hopelessness and forgetting the reality that I may not feel God's presence. And man, I wish I felt it every day and every moment. I don't every moment of every day. And sometimes I have to live by faith that I believe that you're with me. I may not feel you. I don't always feel, like if I'm at work, I don't feel like, oh man, I feel my, my wife loves me right now. Sometimes it requires me talking to her, seeing her reaction, getting a hug, something like that. I don't always feel in the moment that she loves me. And that's actually helped me realize that, that God's very the same way. Just because I don't sense his presence doesn't mean he isn't with me. And so that's one of the reasons I love this phrase, greetings, favorite woman, the Lord is with you. It's a reminder. It was for, for Mary, but it's a reminder for all of us that God is with us because of Jesus. I can't even imagine, uh, moving on, what Mary would think. I mean, can you imagine being told uh, you found favor with God? I'd be like, what What does that mean? You will conceive and give a birth to a son, um, a virgin, how? And then you will name him Jesus. I, I believe it's a fairly common name of the time. Uh, so not as significant per se in this moment, but he will be very great and will become, or sorry, be called the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will have no end. Like what? Like I can't imagine how she was able to believe that and what that would be like to hear that. And again, as, as this is the Christmas special, and we're meditating on the beautiful coming of the Lord Jesus into the story. How beautiful and how wonderful that he is a God whose kingdom never ends. He will reign forever. He is the son of the most high. He will be great, is very great, and will always be very great. He will be called the son of God in no way am I trying to um, be negative or discourage some of the beauty that can happen with exchanging of gifts, coming together. But friends, we miss the great reason for celebration and joy if Jesus isn't why we're coming together to remember this is great. The Lord Jesus has entered the story. He is with us. He didn't forget us. I love that God is a God who even though we can say, why in the world have you let all this suffering happen? Why do you let such evil happen? Why is there so much pain? He is invested. He is personally invested. What do I mean by that? He isn't standing up there watching all this happen. He stepped off of his throne and entered the story. He took on pain and suffering with us. And I don't just mean the cross. I mean day-to-day -day living, being rejected, getting splinters while he was carpenting, having you know difficulties of life, getting stung by bees, whatever small, medium, and large things. He faced it all with us, losing friends like um, uh, Lazarus. 
I love that Yahweh and his son Jesus aren't a distant God. They are part of the story. They enter the story. They feel with us during the story. And it doesn't take away all the pain and suffering. It doesn't completely make it sense, but he is with us in the suffering. He's invested. He put all of his chips in the game. And I love that. And then as we're winding down for today, we see that uh, the angel tells Mary the good news. <laughs> he kind of, he, he spoils the secret, if you will. Hey, Elizabeth is pregnant and she's going, she's already in her sixth month of pregnancy. And can you imagine how uh, Mary must have been so excited for her relative who she's known has been barren, who she's known has wanted a child. And they're going to do this journey together. That concludes our episode for today. Be sure to tell friends and family to tune in for, well, all episodes, but especially the Knowing Jesus Christmas special. Until next time, 